Hey guys, and welcome back to Maddie Costanzo's podcast. Uh, two weeks in a row, we're killing it. I'm back with me best mate, James. How G'day, Maddie. How uh, are you? I'm loving this consistency that we've got right now. I know, two weeks and we're giving ourselves a pat on the back. That feels plural to me. Yeah, more than once. So we're winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if anyone doesn't know. But anyways, I quickly want to also touch on, we still are friends with Tom. We haven't kicked him out of the podcast. He's just been... Busy man, um, he's going to be a dad soon, which is super exciting, and obviously that's a priority. So he couldn't make it today, but he's definitely going to be back for future um, podcasts. But anyway, so you just got us, and we've got uh, a little bit to um, untangle, some misconceptions and stuff like that. But also, James hit me up as he walked in today. He goes, Maz, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a question for you, but I want to ask you it on air so I get your honest opinion. And I was like, holy shit. Okay, we'll see how it goes. So yes. we're going to leave that to the end of the podcast. So we finish on, I hope it's a high. I hope it's a high too. A little carrot for the donkey at the end of this podcast. So if yeah. you do get to the four hour point, uh, yeah. just enjoy that moment. Yeah, and no skipping forward just to know, like, you gotta, you got to be in it for the long haul to get the reward at the end of a bit of fun, I reckon. Oh, yeah. I mean, as coaches, it's all about the toil. Yeah, that's it. That's what we're good at anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're going to jump into it. So we're trying to um, make this kind of like a weekly thing. We're going to see how we go. Uh, obviously, you know, life gets in the way. We're all running our own businesses, but we're trying to stick to this. Um, so if anyone ever has any topics that they want us to talk about, please shoot any of us a message um, because we do want to make this a weekly thing to help people um, and actually educate people in what they really want to know and not just talk shit the whole time, but that will be part of it as well. That's un- inevitable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah with us. Um, and we were saying this before, like me and James have some great chats in the office at the gym and we always think, oh, I wish that was recorded. So, <laughs> well. We're going with that format today. Yeah, we're going to go with that a little bit like uh, off the cuff and um, just bounce off each other like we do in the gym. So could be an interesting one. Uh, but anyways, we do have a little bit of structure. So we're going to jump into the first misconception and something that I only just had a conversation with one of the gym members last Wednesday about this um, Mm. and you know we hear this a lot but we're going to talk about like carbs now people see them good bad evil whatever Um, there's so many misconceptions about eating carbs not eating carbs well no one better than the amazing James. He's a little nerd <laughs> at this sort of stuff. We did have a little preamble with it and Maddie said, do you mind just like removing those eight syllable words? And, <laughs> and just, words. Yeah. <laughs> so it does get scientific. Don't worry. Maddie's going to jump in and say, hey, can you just like... Dumb it down for me, please. Yeah. Can we, can we go five-year-old level? people in the back. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's Because at its core, this is a very simple concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dieting by cutting carbs it's and an, it's been around for bloody yonks and you talk to anyone that's dieted this is something they've tried at some point um and it, it makes sense to me why people do do it manny because there's immediate results when you do it um in terms of weight loss yeah. and because most people out there they only have the scale as their metric for, for improvement uh it seems like a no-brainer to go as this method um However, I want to get into the nitty gritty as to exactly what's happening within the body when you cut your carbs uh, and why that potentially isn't actually adhering to your overall goal of fat loss. Because it's important to note, like if you are going on a diet, you're not looking to lose weight, you're looking to lose fat. Mm. Um, So let's get into it. Can I just quickly say, go. 
If you're doing something right now, cooking dinner, driving, whatever it is, stop what you're doing (laughs) and listen because they're big words and you need to absorb this stuff. If you're driving, hazards on, get over on the side of the highway. Those shoulders are getting bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, the council's good around here. I know they are, aren't they? Anyway, so stop what you're doing and listen to this man of magic because he's going to drop some bombs that literally will, will change change your life, yeah. you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. go, fire away. Let's do it. Um, so a key concept about uh, cutting carbs is this word called glycogen. Now, glycogen is the stored form of carbohydrate. So if you eat a potato, it goes in your stomach after hopefully 20 chews we like to chew our food around here chew your food kids yes uh anyway it gets into that belly and you digest it so you break down these very complex long hydrocarbon chains don't lose don't get lost that's just carbs how many syllables with that (laughs) (laughs) yeah it gets broken down into a unit that everyone's heard of called glucose Um, people think of it as sugar um, but all carbohydrates go on the journey of becoming glucose Uh, So once it's glucose, it's then absorbed into your bloodstream. Now, the body does this cool thing where it then absorbs that glucose uh, and uses it for functional metabolic purposes. Now, this keeps us running. Uh, Glucose is sort of like the, the... the energy system. Like um, fuel to your car, for example, or something like that. Fuel to the like car, yeah. yeah. Unleaded petrol yep. E10. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So you've got this glucose floating around. Uh, once you've used what you need to use um, to keep your body functioning at that very moment, your body goes, we've got all this excess sugar in our blood. Let's store it in case we need it later. Um, so it stores it in our muscle and in our liver as glycogen which is basically a more complex version of the glucose complex in the sense that they get heaps of the glucose they stick them together and they create this glycogen molecule yeah um everyone with us so far <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm just cramping a little bit my in brain's like the monkey with the <laughs> so to do a quick summary on that you eat a potato uh any energy that you don't need at that given point you store it in this big tank uh and you store it as glycogen yeah yeah Yeah. uh cool so then you start playing a bit of soccer you realize getting marked by maddie and you're like god damn it i need to put in a 10 out of 10 effort here because she's moving like lightning but not as frequently anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah but her yeah well i still i would i would be needing my glycogen stores and that's what your body would do it would then tap into that tank start breaking down the glycogen back into glucose or that sugar molecule, so that your body can then use that to produce ATP, which is just a very simple unit of energy. Mm-hmm. That keeps you moving, keeps you functioning. It's like a big factory. Um, now, bringing that back to this concept of cutting carbs, if you're not eating your potatoes, uh, your body will start tapping into that tank right of glycogen and slowly depleting it in order to keep that body functioning. Uh, but you're not getting the carbs to replenish the lost Glycogen. So you're not filling that tank back up with water. The water's not coming in like a rain tank. Like yeah. If it doesn't rain for ages, yeah. there's going to be no water. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much Australia. Just constant drought. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie and I are from the country. Yeah. We know about short showers. Bathurst and pots. <laughs> <laughs> We've been on the coast. Yeah, God, aren't we lucky now? Oh, so lucky. Anyway, uh, so you've got a situation where you're not replenishing the tank. Yeah. So at some point... The bad news happens where you're all out. You've got no more glycogen. Yep. Now, this is what happens when people go on these severe um, carb 
cutted. That's not a... <laughs> yeah, when the carbs are cut from the diet, yep. eventually the glycogen disappears. And this is what creates that really fast weight loss. Uh, so you hear stories of people mm-hmm. saying, God, 10 days in, I've lost four kilos. Yeah, and they just assume that it is body fat. They're like, oh, my fat just dropped it straight away. What actually are they losing? Because you said this before with that one, what is it, one um, gram of glycogen, glycogen yeah. to four Three to four grams of water. water. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an interesting sort of chemical structure where there's a heap of water attached to the glycogen. So if you utilize one gram of the glycogen, you're also utilizing three to four grams of water. So in that first bit, we want everyone to understand that you're probably actually not losing any body fat. You're just losing that glycogen and water. That's all you're losing. Yeah. I mean, there are situations where let's not complicate it yeah so in the sense of depleting your glycogen all you're losing is water weight and that stored carbohydrate weight which is significant like for the average human you've got about 2,000 calories worth of stored energy Mm -hmm. um and so you deplete all that you lose a heck of a lot of water and you lose weight real quick and it can actually create a little bit of an aesthetic look that people are looking for um Bodybuilders will do it prior to getting on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So that whole dehydration phase in conjunction with low carb diets, they start looking bloody vascular, Maddie. Whoa, and that tan, (laughs) that real dark tan. You just look sexy. Yeah, yeah. If you're into it. Um, And yeah, but if you're getting back to like, why are we on this diet? It's not so bloody deplete your glycogen. Because what happens in that case is your quality of life falls off a cliff, man. Mm. Like you're, you're mentally foggy. You're hungry. Well, I get hangry. Like if I don't eat within like if I if my body goes, Mads, you're hungry. If I don't get food within that 30 minutes, whew, watch out. Watch out. I can't do anything until I eat. I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. Most Wednesdays, there's that 2 p.m. Banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> James, you want banana bread? I'm going, yeah, banana bread. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I remember that time I came back with two pieces? I was like, I'm not fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> I got halfway through the second one. I was like, I probably didn't need this second piece yeah. of banana bread. You're at that point where you got that food, baby, but you're just still chewing because yeah. you just go, this is just good. It was so, they just put so much butter on it. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah. No, it's so good. Anyways, off track. Just this, on that this point. This what happens in the in office. Terms, yeah. In terms of our charitable contribution to the Kaima um you know, financial district. We're supporting about three cafes, <laughs> just you and I. At least. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, my support account, locals. My, yeah, of course, support locals. And that's my reasoning behind it, right? We've got to support our mates and they own amazing cafes. They do. And my account looks at me and goes, Mads, do you want to save money this year? Yes, that's my number one goal. Start eating out. <laughs> uh, what's plan B? Because that's not going to happen. I love seeing Maddie rocking with a tuna and a rice, and I'm like, yes, Maddie, that's inspiring me to meal prep. Woo! You just leave your shit in the fridge. Let's not talk about that. We're, we're <laughs> Tom's listening. He's going, yes. <laughs> uh, great. So we're in this situation where you're feeling really shit, but good for you. You've lost four kilos. Uh, now, what you should have done is just work on that thing that we spoke about last week, which is creating an energy deficit. That's how we lose the weight we want to lose, which is that body fat. So get your carbs, get your protein, get your fat. You'll be continuing to have glycogen. So you'll have that energy there to operate and be functional and be athletic. Because uh, a lot of people, when they diet, they, they only think about the food. you got to be thinking just about, just as much about being physically active. Yeah, it goes hand in hand, 100%. Oh, they're both 100%. Yeah. And so, yeah. 
And roll reverse. Like, people go to the gym, they bust their ass. I see this so much. And then they do nothing about their food. And that's why, like, we're talking about it. Because then they get down on themselves and they get sad. And they're like, Mads, why is this not happening? I train so hard. And it's like, well, you haven't got hand in hand. You're not giving that same amount of effort Mm. to what you're consuming. And vice versa. And that's what I want to say. Like, these, you can't have one without the other, I don't believe. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. But anyways, so. Just one more point on that. Um, So. Why this diet is not sustainable is when your body gets into that point where you don't have glycogen, you'll start craving it like crazy. Mm. And so if you don't have the discipline of the Dalai Lama, at some point a banana is going down. Mm. And, uh, and this is the, like binge eating. This would be like yeah, people binge eat. Yeah. And so, and that's the other thing. Like this is kind of setting yourself up for failure mm. as far as like uh, some sort of unhealthy relationship with food. Uh, but if you do eat that banana and you know, why wouldn't you? Potassium. Love it. Comes in a capsule. It's so easy. Anyway, the uh, the thing is, you'll store it as glycogen. <laughs> All that water comes back and then you're upset because you put two kilos on in half a day. Yeah. Uh, so instead of getting all fixated on that quick quick loss, be sustainable. Start establishing some healthy deficits. Um, anywhere from 10 to 20% is as severe as I would go. Mm-hmm. Fall in love with the pursuit. Get some calluses on your hands. Bloody pick up a bloody tennis racket. You throw an opens on. I'm into it. Oh, yeah? Not really, but like <laughs> Demon all lost in three sets quite quickly I know, last night. so quick. Yeah. Poor kid. But he's like 22 or something. Oh, he's got time. I don't know. Yeah. No, but yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah, just get active. Get active and sort yourself out with some sustainable eating habits rather than going down this road. And I would call this a fad diet. Um, yeah, because that was kind of going to be my next question. Um what are your thoughts on actually like dieting or using the word diet? Because I feel like this is me, obviously mental mindset coach type stuff is like when you hear the word diet, Mm -hmm. everyone just assumes it's like a restriction. It's negative. It's like rules. And then it kind of almost puts, it does put that kind of negative outlook onto a diet. And Mm -hmm. I think Tom touched on it last week. He's like, it's a lifestyle change. It's not a diet. It's just like, how can you eat to balance out your life? Like, we because we're talking about obviously like you know are you pescatarian vegan you know whatever it is like vegetarian and stuff like that it's like you don't have to put a label on it like you can consume whatever you want like let's maybe even take away from like calling it a diet and just going like this is my new lifestyle like this is how i want to eat and consume food but um what's your thoughts on that i I completely agree um so that whole Diet and the word die being so, you know, a mm. part of it. I remember someone telling me that once. I'm like, yeah, you yeah. kind of, you know, what's happy yeah. to be on a diet, but no. people are really excited to be on a health kick. Yeah. Um, so I would be maybe going down that lane a little bit more and seeing food as rather than something to be restricted, something to nourish you. Mm. Um, so start looking at like the nutrient density of food. Like, yeah. am I getting all the things I need in my diet to live optimally? Yeah. Rather than, oh, I just need to bloody lose some weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that fully. And that's what I say um, to people, like my, my athletes and stuff. I go, look at food as fuel. Mm. Right. And like, we'll go back to that car example. Like what we said before, it's like that E10 in your body. It's, yeah. it's not even <laughs> good petrol, but I buy it. <laughs> as long as it works. I don't know who can afford that bloody 98 business. That's me. I, I do nothing but 98. Thank God. you. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I just go about a lot of other things. <laughs> yeah. I'd be lost without my car. Like I need 
to I'm never at home. You're a mobile human. I'm in my car more than I am anywhere else, I yeah. reckon so. But anyways. Um, Which is a perfect little thing to come back to. You're everywhere with your body, right? So yeah. put in the good put in the good put stuff. in the good stuff. Um and and don't ever think it. Oh yeah. my god. We all know what's good. Ready? Quiz. <laughs> Go. Go. Shit. <laughs> you just gonna say good bad. Kale. Good. Yeah, nice one. Uh Nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> Pass my first exam. Yeah, uh, potato. Good. Sweet potato. Great. Wow. <laughs> Both of them good. Interesting. <laughs> In different concepts. <laughs> Uh, oh, this is so good. Lean poultry. Good. Uh, packet of chips. Not good. Yeah. I think we've got the point. <laughs> we no, know I what's good for us. first exam. Look, Mads, yeah, distinction, by the way. Yeah, Perfect, Mads. Yeah. I know, high distinction, thank you very much. I don't give high distinctions. Keeps them hungry. Yeah, right, wanting more. Anyway, <laughs> so Guys, this is literally how we chat in office, so I'm loving that. This, this is, is not even with a coffee. I had a coffee so far away. If I had a coffee, guys... <laughs> God, you'd have to slow the podcast down half a percent. Yeah, I think um, I think I had a coffee at like five thirty. I don't know. Yeah, five thirty six o'clock this morning. What What's a, the time now? It's twelve. That's that's a good point. So like, long ago. We're just functioning adults right now. <laughs> we're just normal. This, this is us normal. This is. <laughs> uh, I think we've cleared that up. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Back on track. So that's carbs. That's the idea of carbs and how it actually works and. The whole idea at the start of your weight loss journey or whatever it is, what's actually coming off our body and how our body is actually working. Uh, and then we touched on really quickly, I think we should keep going on that a little bit more in actually educating people on deficits. So you said we're taking away a protein, a fat and carbs, like 10% of all of that as a whole, you know, to create a deficit. Yeah. So um, I was speaking, like I said to someone last week about this yep. and I was teaching her about your maintenance levels. And then if you want to drop weight, you know, 10% deficit, if you want to add weight, so surplus, you add 10% to that maintenance yep. number. Do you want to, I reckon let's quickly run through how that works because yep. people just don't, that's a good place to start. Yeah. Like a lot of people, um, when I've spoken about calories and taught calories and I've spoken to Tom about this and you've probably spoken to a million people about this is people don't even know what their maintenance is. Like they don't even know their starting point. And it's yeah. like, how are you meant to know where to go from there if you don't even know where you're starting? So give us yeah. some insight onto that. That's a great call. And it's it's interesting because I've done a little bit of research lately on the accuracy of all these things that we use to track our energy. Um, so the watches, the, the Fitbits, the whoops, the, even the online estimations um, based on body fat percent and activity levels. Guys, all of these things are an estimate and by nature aren't hitting it on the head in terms of nailing the accuracy. Um, the, all a guide. All a guide. Um, so the goal of all of these things is to first is to create a number and that number is total energy expenditure. That's what all things are based on in terms of them working out deficits and, and surpluses. Uh, however, that's guesswork because Mads, like mm. you know yourself, if you have an active day, soccer training, training in the morning, clients walking around all day, uh, you're burning a heck of a lot of activity energy, right? Yeah. Um, Couple with that, the fact that the day before you did, you know, 10 sets of 10 deadlifts at 75% 1RM, your body's doing a huge amount of repair from all of that damage that you've done the, the next day. day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just in terms of what's happening, your body's a furnace that day, as opposed to maybe a Sunday and after a lazy Saturday where your activity has been far less. The point I'm trying to illustrate is 
your energy needs each day vary wildly. Yes. Um, so to stick a, 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 you know, a flag in the sand and go, that's the target that I need to hit habitually every day, every week, ongoing. Yes, got that number again. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pat the back if yeah, you want yeah. to. But it's more important <laughs> to be intuitive because life is random. Very much so. Yeah. And so by intuitive, I mean you need to be able to know when you're hungry, know when you're not hungry, and know how to build your macros so that you're getting your body what it needs, you know, based on when it needs the it. week it's having. Yeah, 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 for sure. So you touched on, um, we'll go with deficit real quick. Um, we spoke about it last week. Calculating the amount of protein is the most critical thing because your protein target, getting that met, is giving you the building blocks to maintain your muscle mass. Um it's very difficult to gain muscle mass, especially if you're not a newbie. If you've been training a long time, gaining muscle mass in a deficit is, is incredibly difficult to do purely because the body, when it's in a deficit, it's looking to break down tissue in order to meet the energy demands that it's got that day. Because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not giving it through food. So say there's a 500 calorie deficit, it's going to catabolize both muscle and body fat in order to meet that that difference. And then that leads to the weight loss. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you're keeping your protein high and you're also, and by high, I mean uh, two grams per body weight, if you're a relatively lean human, um, females can get away with 1.5 yeah. per kilo. Uh, if you're incredibly overweight, happy that you're on this journey with us. Um, you don't need to eat double your body weight in terms of grams of protein, going probably closer to 1.5 because the fat itself is, is not really contributing to um, protein needs. So again, being intuitive in that, but the whole point there is we're creating a situation where we've got a plentiful amino acid profile in order to keep that muscle mass around. In conjunction with that, you want to be lifting in a way that your body, you're demanding your body retains its muscle mass. So if you just become a swimmer and a jogger um, at low intensities, you're more likely to catabolize that muscle as opposed to someone that's still doing the big compound lifts, deadlifts, back squats, bench press, pull-ups. Um, so if you're in that deficit, keep your strength resistance program going, um, keep your protein high in terms of that, those numbers that we previously mentioned and establish the deficit in your carbs and your fat. Um, so if you're really carb adapted, meaning you get, you know, high quality of life and energy eating carbs, keep them there, maybe drop your fats back a little bit. Um, it gets really nitty gritty gonna say it's really like this is a basic like outline of everything like no one's the same and if you want more info on this i I suggest just actually like you know messaging james and and booking in a consultation or you know a local dietitian or something like that because what we're giving right now is just education we want you guys to just understand a little bit more so that when you maybe do go see that dietitian or you 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 Mm. know you kind of have a more understanding so that you have something to work from yeah. You know, when, when things – people just give up is when they know nothing, so yep. then it seems too hard. Yeah, exactly. And then, like you said, Mads, this is what we're doing. We're trying to give you that little bit more of an insight so that you're less susceptible to the, the misconceptions and, and things that are going to lead you down the wrong path. Yeah. But don't get overawed by it because at one point, Manny and I had no idea about this stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, we're just two average people from the country doing our best. Country bump, <laughs> just learned a thing or two here or there, and now we're just calling ourselves somewhat expertise. Yeah, I mean, in it feels nice. 
It does. <laughs> it's like, and the big thing is, it's like it's just because we're passionate about it. Like we, we genuinely love this stuff, and because we're good at it, right? Like yes, you yeah. know, if you tell ask me to start talking about like science and maths to like you know <sighs> make sure that we can get to fucking space or something like that, something yeah. completely different, I'll just be like, I have no idea. Yeah. Like you know, this is just our bread and butter at the end of the day. And, yeah. And you know, it's we're just trying to give you what we learned because we didn't know this stuff. Yeah. And now we know it and it's made our lives better. Yeah. And so we just want to teach that someone else because I feel like there's always been that fitness fad. Like everyone just wants to, you know, New Year's resolutions. Like you yep. could say nine times out of ten someone's like, I want to get fitter or I want to get stronger or I want to lose weight. Like there's some sort of goal around fitness no yeah. matter who you ask. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So all we're trying to do is just like help you guys on that journey. Give you a little, give you a little pointer in the right direction. And and on that, um, so with that deficit, it's just a little bit less, <clears throat> keeping your protein there. With the surplus, same protein, just a little bit more fats and carbs. Yeah. Um, and your body will let you know if you're feeling like you're incredibly sore, um, tired, just a little bit irritable, um, maybe sleeping know. poorly. You're probably going too severe in the deficit. Um, your quality of life shouldn't be compromised when you're on a, a long-term diet. Um, same deal with the surplus. You want to be not looking at the scale too much. Probably, If you are, weigh yourself for seven days and take the average because of the things that we mentioned before is constant fluctuation with water. Yep. Um, we need to get general trajectories. And again, it changes for females too because like, if yeah. you're on your cycle and stuff like that, like I know one time like I could weigh myself and be like, whoa, I'm like – 54 kilos and then a week later because like my like period's due and so i'm holding more water like i'm more bloated mm. uh stuff like that i've jumped up to like to 58 kilos and you're like when the fuck did that like four or five kilos come from yeah. Do you know what i mean like so if you're a female i would highly suggest not even stepping on the scales oh, that's like, it's, i love it when you get to someone to a point where they don't care about their weight yeah yeah just yeah. it's it is a number at the end of the day and it's like it's not just like body fat and muscles and if like there's so many other things that go into yeah. that as well yeah you know, so. great point chuck those scales away um, i'll mean the bin in fact sell them sell them yeah, make some money get some money <laughs> mads yeah. we had another misconception that you raised prior to us turning the mics live i did i did so training and we kind of just touched on it before and i thought that was a good segue and then we just went on. <laughs> but anyway so we'll segue into it this way okay. um so like we said everything we've food goes hand in hand with our training and you were saying um the efficiency that you train in and like stuff like that and we need to figure out our goals like we were talking about this before i feel like there's a big miscon misconception oh my god i nearly didn't get that out um <laughs> it's it. it a lot of work a lot of <laughs> <silver>. <laughs> uh, between like how you should train and and everything like that and people just think if they go into the gym that they, yes, you've ticked the box, but it's like, have you trained effectively? Like, have you trained to actually go towards your goals and is what you're doing going to be sustainable, right? Because what people do is they buy like a, an eight-week program from, you know, this high-level influencer that's got the blue tick and 20K followers, mm. probably doesn't even have an accreditation in fitness and they're telling you to do the program that they did because they loved it and that worked for them, but yep. you hate it. Yep. And then you don't stick to it because you're like, this sucks, yeah. right? Where you should go, first I need to figure out my goals and go, what type of training do I like? Do I like powerlifting? Do I like, you know, more the hypertrophies? Is that my goal? Is it, 
just general weight loss so I can do a little bit more of this, that, or whatever, and be a bit more like flexible in how I train. Yeah. And then go from there. I feel like, you know, this is something that people don't understand. They think just stepping foot into the gym yep. is going to, you know, change their life, which it will, but it won't necessarily get you to the right place. Mm-hmm. You'll just be going around and around in circles if every time you step foot in that gym, you don't know what your goal is. Yeah, Matt. And it's funny because I think – I don't know if you're similar to me, but I had that initial journey where, um, in fact, it goes back further. When I was, I think, probably 13, dad went to Vinnie's and bought a heap of cheap exercise equipment. And looking back, we had three of the same machine. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? It was this weird, like, seated rowing thing where it sort of... And it was your body weight, like in the park? No, it was was in the, yeah, kind of body weight. But anyway, the point was... Three of them. Wow, did you sell them? Thinking, Matt, we definitely should have started a gym at that point. It had a fitness first vibe. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so dad got me into it and eventually you you leave the nest and I went to the uni gym and I was like, yes, let's get big. Let's get massive. Yeah, let's get the 22s out, guys. Get the stringer on. (laughs) Oh, God. I wish I had pictures. Did you actually wear the stringer? Probably. I've been through a few different fashion looks. No, I did the stringer too, the tank top stringer. I was like, (laughs) I look back now at photos and go, wow. Yeah, but I didn't have direction. I was just 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 lifting shit and just hoping that there was something. Yeah. And do you know the weird thing? When you're new, you do get adaptation. Newbie gains. Because you're just new to it and Mm. your body's like, okay, we'll take anything at this point. But it got to a point where I was training every muscle group every day, every session. Uh, I was just very sore. (laughs) You'd never walk straight. Didn't want to go to the toilet. Everything was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I got out of that and got a little bit more into, and this is a bit of a word that is going to, polarize this community that is listening i'm a i'm a crossfit fan guys and but let me let me explain why (laughs) i love that you have to justify yourself right now i hope there's some podcasters out right now just uh, not podcasters crossfitters punching the sky going finally they're talking about it yes Um, they probably got their donut socks on yeah with their burks but what it gave me was uh these these boxes they provide programming and you just show up they all do the programming for you and without you knowing it, you're on a situation where you're getting progressively overloaded on a bunch of different movements that hits the whole body in an athletic, functional way while developing skills, gymnastics, Olympic lifting. And my God, at the start, I was shit. Like it yeah. was a hard first six months of bumping a bar off my pelvis, getting amazingly bruised yeah. up. But I stuck with it. And once the skills start clicking, that's when this this lovely journey begins where you're like, oh, I'm actually progressing. And that's what got me hooked uh, and really solidified my love of fitness. But the point we're making on that is all of a sudden I was following a program where there was progressive overload and the skill aspects were, uh, they were regressed to a point where I could complete them with skill um, as opposed to doing something poorly. Yeah. And I want to point out, sorry, I just want to jump in there. Like you got the same sort of exercises. So like CrossFit's really like a lot about like the clean and jerk and, you know, like those big lifts and you just progressively got better at those. You didn't try a billion different types of exercises. You just like CrossFit, they're really niche you know, with your handstand walks and, and mm. like what we were saying, like your pull-ups and stuff like that. Mm. And you guys just get better at those things. Yeah. And that's what I want to touch on with, with people listening is um, 
you just need to find something like a program and you need to just stick to those core lifts and get better at those. Don't yes. just try everything under the sun because, again, that's what I say, you're going to go around and around in circles. Around in circles and you won't stick with something long enough to really reap the benefits. Hmm. Like, tell me about your – because Maddie is a, a, an incredible soccer player. She won't say it herself, but my God. And mate, would you say it yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back uh, in the day, I wouldn't say now, so, um, but definitely, but the only reason, again, and I was kind of thinking of that, so I'm glad you touched on it, in the sense that you only get good at something, you only get better at something, and you only get results from something, is when you continuously do it over and over and over yeah. again, you know, like, I have, like, 20, this makes me sound old now, like, 23 yeah. years, 24 years playing football, like, yeah. that's literally how long, and then, like you said, for the first couple of months, you weren't good at CrossFit, but now you've been doing it for the last few years. Like you're freaking amazing at it. Like the the lows that I see you lift, I'm just like, holy shit. Like yeah. that is so incredible. Um, but the other thing that I wanted to touch on with it is like I see CrossFit as a sport. Yes. Like that's what I want people to understand is CrossFit isn't a type of training like, um, you know, you, you just go in and you do this and that or whatever. I see CrossFit as a sport. So – uh, the reason I touch on this is I see a lot of athletes in different sports. So like motocross, mountain biking, obviously, because that's what I am um, exposed to a lot of mm. doing CrossFit. Mm. And I'm like, I just want to put this as an example because people probably haven't thought of it like this. That would be me doing motocross to get better at football. Yeah. Right. It just does not work. They're not the same. No. Now, I understand there's a time and a place like you might only have a CrossFit gym that is close to you. You need to train, blah, 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 whatever. Yep. I fully understand that, you know, and everything's within reason. But I just want to open everyone's eyes that's listening that maybe do mountain biking, motocross, whatever, and then do CrossFit to get better at motocross. Like you're doing two different sports there. It's such a good point. It comes back to the, to the concept of specificity. Mm. And I see it with you and your clients all the time. They're looking to become the best in the world at their motocross and their BMXing, yeah. um, and they're they in order to do that, you've you've programmed for them very specific movements and exercises that are going to build conditioning in certain things. Like the arm pump, you were telling me about at one point yeah. is a huge part of the endurance for motocross. Yeah, yeah, and and people don't realize it, but just like by you know. If, they're go if you're going in, so example, I'm going to just hit the nail on the head here while we've got this opportunity. If you're going in and you're doing CrossFit and they're trying to get you to your 1RM of a deadlift and you've got your hands clenched over a bar with your thumbs underneath and locked in, mm -hmm. you're actually working that muscle in your forearm, right, which then in terms is making it rock hard and harder, all right, instead of doing a sports-specific movement with me, you still might be doing the deadlift, but I make my athletes not grip with their thumbs. Yeah, not hook gripping. Yeah, so that they're like used to not always actually activating that that muscle, and it's not yeah. getting all that load. Yeah, and stuff like that. But that's just that's just an example. Well, yeah. that's a and that's a good example of them having an outcome where they want to be a better motocross rider, and everything that they do is in support of that. Mm. Um, so it's like getting everything on the same page, and funneling yourself in the trajectory that. Um, has limited scenic routes. Yeah, yeah. And just going, this is where I want to get to. And that's why we're going back all the way back to setting goals. Like, yeah. what are your goals? If it is weight loss, mm. right, talk to someone about how do I lose weight mm. efficiently. If your goal is to build muscle, because, again, surplus, deficit, it all goes hand in hand because there's things that help with that, yep. then that's your goal and that's what you need to work towards. Yeah. 
So if you don't have that starting point, yeah. how do you know where you're going to go? And it's it's a slow process. So if you're chop changing, you get nowhere. Yeah, you're starting again. Every, and that's what Simon was trying to say is like every single time you start a new program with a different trainer, a different thing, you're starting back from square one. Yeah, and that doesn't necessarily be a bad thing. Like no. if you need to make the change, it's just once you've established you're in the, the spot where you need to be and everything's mapped out for you, then you need to show some adherence. Mm. Um, and, and go from there. But this is this is an interesting combo because we see it in the gym a lot where people don't have any concepts of a goal. They're literally yeah. there ticking a box, but they're not even sure what box that is. Yeah, and that's and that's all this conversation is. That I want people to just start thinking. Like we just want to plant the seed going, this actually sounds a bit like me. Maybe I need to dig deeper into what am I actually doing. We're not saying it's right or wrong, you should do this, you should do that. It's just like yep. here is something that we see being yep. in the gym all the time. Yep. This is something that is a problem, like it's a reoccurring problem for us in the sense that a lot of people ask us the same sort of questions. Mm. And it's like we're just want, we just want to get you guys thinking, going like is this me? Could I do 1% better? Could I change something so that I can change my lifestyle to be better? Yeah, and it might be as simple Start as that conversation. Yeah, and and perhaps it might be an introspective look at yourself and go, I need to see myself as an athlete, and then start acting accordingly, because mm. um, that little mind switch can add a little bit of pride to what you're doing, and then from that, like we were saying, then you can start, you know, looking at things through a different lens. Yeah, definitely. No, I love it. Um, is there anything else that you want to touch on with training uh, or anything like that? I feel like, yeah, I think this is a good place to start. We don't want to overload everyone. I feel like if you get out of this podcast, I want you guys to maybe take a minute to reflect on, you know, what is your mindset towards training? What is your outlook and mindset towards eating? Yep. Can I get maybe some more education or information mm. from a trainer or a coach at my local gym? about this sort of stuff and just start that conversation yes so that we're getting on the right track and this is kind of like your starting point so like your day one and then go from there go from there do you reckon that's it i think we're doing a wonderful job here man i think so (laughs) (laughs) just give ourselves a pat on the back yeah Um, no i'm enjoying this yeah cool awesome no i love that so um anyways i think let's leave it there so nutrition we hit a little bit more specific on that today and we also hit on the training side of things. And there's that one tiny little carrot that we did right at the start. I need to... Mm. I need to. Is that what we're up to? Are we up to that bit? I think so. We got, we got, we My got heart it. rate just went up. I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mads. Okay, we're finishing it on this. All right. Hit me with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, as a qualified nutritionist... Not me. No, no me, yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, myself. You. Yeah, I don't know if that's third person, but it felt grandiose. Yes. Uh, I have been now for the last 48 hours a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I've got insights, Maddie. Oh. Ask me anything. First probably question is why. Yeah. And... What? I think <laughs> this is so good. You're yeah, no, I'm a vegan, and with the full intent of doing. But you it. didn't walk into the garage and go, "Hey, I'm James. I'm a vegan." So you're not really one yet. All right, so you're on the way. Now that I'm a member of the vegan community, <clears throat> right. I will put my foot down and not have any prejudice. Okay, okay. Right, so right, so right. you got to okay. treat me like a like a human. All right, so why vegan? Is it from the moral standpoint, um, or is it a nutritious? Uh, so for me, it's well, it's if I am doing it 
as an experiment to see if I can maintain my level of performance. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> Trying to have a serious conversation with you, Maddie. Uh, well, it's actually interesting. I've got a friend who's vegan and we're discussing it. Friend? And yeah, I have a friend. Uh, and she's opened my eyes to a lot of the morality aspects of veganism and how it has a, a compound effect on, like, you know, animal rights and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And I find it very fascinating. And from that standpoint, I'm still learning a lot about it. Uh, and I know it's a contentious issue for uh, both sides. Like there's, there's an argument both ways, but I'm still educating myself on that. Um, and it's quite interesting. Like, I think it's really cool because you – and it's good that we actually spoke about this because um, you're from the country, right? So mm. did – I actually don't know the full context, but like, did you have a farm? Did you have livestock growing up? Yeah. Uh, so, so this is pretty cool then because like you've seen both, you're seeing both sides now. Yeah. Our farm, we had sheep for wool. So there was no real slaughtering on our farm. Um, right. But uh, yeah, other than a two year period, I was always a meat eater. Um, that two year period came from, I went to a health seminar and it was prior to actually studying nutrition. And so I was very enticed by the health aspects of going plant-based um that time i did it really incorrectly and i i suffered some bloody really poor energy and lost a lot of weight and in hindsight i can i can see why so part of me is doing it again to get that bad taste out of my mouth of that previous experience and and see how to do it optimally and and then also if i do have a vegan client down the road i can not only bloody tell them what to do i can say i can empathize with yeah. this situation because I, I love that yeah so it's it's me opening up the horizons a little bit and being less closed-minded because i was very set in my ways with my food like it was habitual eating because that was going to be my next question is like can you give us maybe a run i know it's only been two days but like how have you adapted and how have you changed your eating from what you did that's why you've left that thing in the fridge at the gym no that's because i haven't been there back so it's oh. It's a big thing of like rice and meat. <laughs> yeah. And so you when Tom like said he was going to piss in it, I was like, yeah, that's yeah, fine. I'm not eating it. <laughs> and Courtney saved you then. Courtney She's an absolute you. star, She's that woman. She's a great manager. I absolutely love it. But yeah, so what? how have you adapted? Because this is life and this is what people are going to be doing with yep. their food and training. Yep. How have you changed and adapted to this? All right. So the, the key things that I need to establish in order to – maintain my level of performance because that's really important to me i don't want to see any drop off in my athletic ability uh in order to achieve that i need to be considering the protein quality that i'm getting um and by that i mean am i getting the nine essential amino acids in the quantities i need because right. when you eat a steak you get all those amino acids without really having to think about it um meat-based protein has full amino acid profile to just pause for a moment for all those people that just had a head spin thinking about what I just said. Yeah. Amino acids are the building blocks that make up protein. When you digest protein, you break that, that meat down into those amino acids, which are then used to resynthesize or, or build muscle within the body. So if you train, create some micro tearing, meaning you're, you're damaging the muscle, yeah. the diet then comes in um, and heals those micro yeah, tears. Protein synthesis. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's what allows you to grow. And that's yeah. the, the concept for, of hypertrophy or, or muscle growth. Now, if I'm getting incomplete protein sources, say lysine is really low in some, um, some plant-based protein, I am not able to synthesize the protein because I'm missing a key brick. Yeah, I actually learned that a few years ago that in some protein powder, they don't even 
put that in it. And that's why there's yep. the vegan one is because they actually have to yeah to add that to it as yeah, well. Yeah, leucine lysine, all yeah. these different amino acids that yeah. um, are really critical. Yeah, they're sometimes missing because so yeah. they're saying you also have to have BCAs just to hit that yeah. that amino acid. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so these are the things that I'm now having – you know, learnt a fair bit about nutrition, I can hopefully put into place and not have any loss as far as my ability to keep functioning well. Um, the other thing will be things like fats. Like the, I used to eat a lot of fatty fish um, for the amino acid um, mm. profile. Yeah. Um, omega-3, omega-6, omega-9, all that kind of thing. I'm going to have to do a bit more research on that because I know yeah, things like... Or something. Yeah, I know like flax seeds and chia seeds yeah. have huge amounts. But in terms of how much I need to get in order to hit the anti-inflammatory effects I'm looking to get, it's going to be a journey, man. It's going to so be a journey. I'm with you on it. I'm going to, I'm, instead of walking into the PT office now with you having that one kilo of turkey, <laughs> yeah. like a whole thing of turkey from the deli. Like I used to walk in and James would literally just have a whole one kilo of turkey mince from the deli and he'd yeah. just like – munching on that yeah. like as like it looks like a wrap like he wasn't even pulling like a slice and no. just eat like you were just like like an apple yeah straight into it so i will be interested to see how you yeah. change that like what you're gonna add add to that um, and it's yeah, yeah i can't wait to to show you what i come up so with weird. yeah but that's my big bombshell man you're a vegan I might have to rethink my friends group. But <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Uh, my final time podcasting with you. Uh, I wish you that, the best. I love it. No, I love that because it's good in the, that was a great little conversation there. And people were like, you don't have to be stuck in your ways. You can change your views about things, concepts, yeah. people, life goals, a job, you know, anything yeah. in life, you know, we need to, I think the biggest thing is you just need to always keep growing. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Our jobs change all the time. You know, where we live, change. Our, we change our car. So it's like, why can't you change what you eat? Why can't you change how you train? Why yeah. can't you, you know, you just because you're labeled as a CrossFitter, a vegan, a footballer, like we've all been stuck with these labels. Yeah. And then people think they have to keep living up to it. Yeah, well, I feel like the labels need to just be cut out. Yeah. Like I don't see myself as any one of those things. I'm James. I'm like this really oh, interesting human uh, yeah. that is multifaceted. And you're the same. Exactly. Like if yeah. you re- if you reduce yourself to a very um, simplistic identity, um, yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I just don't think that's the way to go about things. No, yeah. I think you just need to be you and just have so many. I love it when you have a conversation with someone and then you start talking about different things and they're like, wow, I didn't realize that you knew all this stuff. I thought you were just a PT or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We don't just lift weights. We occasionally lift weights, but yeah. we know other things too. We, I mean, we lift weights between reading Marcus Aurelius's, yeah. um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to start talking shit. All right. Meditations are, yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, when we're not in the gym, we're not actually having coffee. We're reading massive textbooks on science yeah. and how the world works and the Big Bang Theory. God, I love paper that smells like dust. <laughs> yeah, we're at the library learning stuff <laughs> i was like I, I was in my head just then calculating when was the last time we were in a library probably yeah. at school <laughs> yeah, which is probably the right time now that we've got the internet yeah that's it. i know it's all at your fingertips anyways all right we're we're rambling um i love it thank you so much for the this epic podcast it actually was heaps of fun and love it turned you, out exactly i love you too it's turned out exactly how i wanted it to me too just like heaps of fun good and um <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so we're about to wrap it up, but just if anyone has any topics, like I said, please hit us up, let us know. Um, yeah. If you have more questions on nutrition, hit up James. Um, he's the expert. So, you know, DM whatever it is and just ask him. Um, I'll leave your Instagram again in like the bio like I did last week so Useful. people can ask you anything they need. But other than that, hopefully we're back next Tuesday and Tommy's back with us. And we miss Tom. Come back, do. Tom. He keeps us like real level headed. I feel like you yeah. and I are just like a couple of astronauts. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom's like, all right, kids, come yeah. on back. Come on back. Come back. He's he's a wise, wise man. He's gonna so. make a great dad. He's gonna be the best dad ever. I can't wait to watch him be a dad. Me too. Because he's like a big brother to me and he looks after me. And you're like a big brother to me now. So and I'm the annoying little sister going, Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna settle down. He's gonna be this big kid. But anyway, so uh, yeah, hopefully we make this a weekly thing. Um, hopefully everyone loved what we spoke about today. Um, and anyways, I'm signing out as Maddie Sanzo and you're signing out as... James the Vegan. Yeah. See you later, guys. <laughs> <love> Bye. <laughs>